Welcome back. We are here for another weekly short. Today's guest is Phil Harwood. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Leslie. I guess we're always saying good morning because for us, it's typically morning when we record. We're morning but, people. But hey, everybody, we're glad you're here. This week, we are going to be talking about um, an interesting subject, I think, um, because it's something I, I have indeed noticed as I've been traveling around, and that is that there are a lot of pools closed to hotels. So <laughs> jump in, Phil, because this is an interesting take. Well, yeah, I mean, and in, in for someone who doesn't frequent hotels, they're like, what? you know, asking the question, what are we talking about here? But, you know, if you're out and about, you know, obviously you've seen the labor shortage everywhere you go with restaurants, with gas stations, um, you know, your favorite Starbucks is all of a sudden closed on a particular day because, you know, staff due to staffing shortages. Yeah. Right. So we've seen we've never seen this before. Right. Where it's just like businesses can't function because they don't have the people. And and so, you know, we see this in our industry as well. And and, you know, it's a it's a real challenge. And so the thinking here is, you know, there's there's certain things that have crept into our business that are in a way they're they're luxuries, they're amenities. They're not, they're not contractual services. They're extra things that have just kind of crept in, hmm. and they're nice. They're really nice things to have, and they made sense for a lot of years. But maybe they don't make sense anymore. So I think about. So I started to think about okay, because I do travel and I do end up in hotels, and I started to see that every hotel I went to, unless it was some five star resort, which I don't normally go to. Um, but I have gone to a couple just because <laughs> conferences are there. The, yep. Those pools are open, okay. But but you know the the standard you know Holiday Inn or Hampton Inn or Marriott, all the pools are closed. Yeah. And there's always some janky like sign that somebody wrote with a crayon, <laughs> you know, and like misspelled words. Yeah. You know, taped crooked to the window of the, of the pool area, and it's like you know what, this pool is closed because of labor. Because because it takes work to maintain a pool. Yeah, you and know, <laughs> I, I saw that a couple of times, and I thought the same thing. But it is so dang applicable across the board here, because yeah. it's, no, a right, it's a nicety. It's a nicety. It's a nicety, right? Yeah. That's the it's whole not point. A necessity, is, right? The necessity is I, I'm paying for a room. Give mm-hmm. me a room. Give me a bed. Give me a pillow. I want a pl- clean pillowcase. For sure. I want fresh sheets. <laughs> I want a, you know, I want a clean room. So I want that. That's what I'm paying for. The free breakfast, the crappy coffee, the pool, the exercise room, the fitness center. Those are all extras. Yeah. Niceties, but not necessities. So right. let's let's think in terms of the industry that we are a part of, and how does that apply in terms of what. What can you drop? Well, I think the key here is to really separate out and be clear that we're not talking about um, not giving service that people are paying for, mm. not cutting corners. Absolutely. That's not the move. That's not the right the right move here, and that's not what we're advocating. Um, what we're talking about is identifying things that are true amenities, luxuries, things that have 
become standard practice or acceptable during the good days when you yeah. when it kind of didn't matter. But maybe maybe we need to rethink some of the things that we're doing and identify some of these things that aren't contractual services that we can adjust that can save us some labor and some money. And there's a lot of them. We just have to open up our eyes and think about this. And I can tell you, you know, something that just happened very recently, which I'll get to I'll get to our industry here in a minute. But in my own business, you know, every month I have my CFO send me a bunch of financial reports. Mm-hmm. And and this has been going on for I've been, you know, I've, I've been a consultant for 15 years. OK, so for 15 years, I've been, every month, you know, I get a whole set of financial reports. Well, it just dawned on me that there's only one of them I ever look at. Oh, and wow. so, so just think about all that work, all that extra work that went into creating all these reports that never get looked at. Well, that wow. <laughs> and, I, and I just, I, you know, it just dawned on me like, eh, I should probably I should probably let my CFO know that she doesn't need to do these reports anymore because um, I never yeah. look at them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, For you sure. know, it just crept in there. It was, you know, it was something I identified it. it it was a luxury. It was there if I wanted it, but it, I never needed it. You know, one of the things that, so for many years I was running a landscape management company and, you know, we were doing, we were doing lawn maintenance and, you know, full service care of properties, you know, management of properties. Gotcha. And um, one of the things I used to see all the times was our, our guys would, they would take their weed whip and they would make these really sweet beveled edges on all the curb lines and all the sidewalks. And at one point, I was like, I started asking someone, going, "How are where where is that line item in our contract? Like, how is someone paying for this mm. service? Because I see lawn mowing. Okay, this isn't lawn mowing, and I see edging. This isn't really edging because edging is a whole nother thing where we have an edger, right?" And we get the edger in there, and we make a big mess, and that's a whole nother routine. But where's the beveled edge service? I don't see that in my contract, and it looks really sweet. And and guys like and you know because people take pride in their work. They're like, oh, it looks so nice. Well, yeah, but no one's paying for it. And you know what? Nobody cares. The only person that cares is the the guy who's doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and it and if there's twenty feet of of curb. Well, okay, that takes an extra minute. But what if there's a mile of curb? Mm-hmm. And you're doing that every week. 100% get it. I mean, because I'm I'm probably the person that would actually love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love those edges. But I would see you them pay for it? I I probably would, and I think that's the point. If you're getting paid for it, it doesn't go away. But if right. you're not, and that's where you need that clarity. Yes. Yeah, of course. What's crept in? You know, another thing I think about is, you know, there's a lot of, um, and I'm even hesitant to say this because work-life balance is so important today and flexibility is so important. But, Amen. you know, I just, I there's there's a lot of people in management in our industry who, you know, yeah, they're there first thing in the morning, but by 2, 3 o'clock, they're kind of bugged out. They're sneaking home because somebody else is shutting down. You know, I just wonder if a little bit of that 
maybe it's the not working Saturdays or not working on Fridays because we work four tens. I just wonder if there's a little bit of softness or a little bit of luxury that got kind of built into people's schedules that maybe needs to get clawed back a little bit. I'm not, I'm not suggesting <laughs> we go to the extreme because I think that's a mistake, especially in today's culture, work, workplace culture. Sure, but, sure, but, you're... but I just wonder if there's a little bit of laxness there that's kind of become acceptable because you had the luxury to do it, but now maybe you don't. Maybe that manager now needs to be working with a crew, yeah. helping the crew who's shorthanded, and maybe they need to, you know, work till five or six o'clock, you know, a couple days a week to help out instead of, you know, sneaking out and going home at two thirty. Yep. I don't know. I'll hear you loud and clear. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'd love to get feedback from people on what they found in their business that they could actually peel back, um, and it might be something that you think about you know, cutting back on for a, a period of time until mm-hmm. things are better when there's more employees to be had and you have a, more flexibility in your day. Yeah, I just I just know what's coming. You know, there's going to be such a squeeze on profits and people are just starting mm-hmm. to see this, but it's going to get it's going to get really tough because I just think as an industry, this is a whole nother blog <laughs> conversation. We can't raise prices fast enough. And so I think we really need to be smart about, you know, what yeah. we're spending our time and, and money on. And if we're spending it on luxury items, we need to we need to figure out how to stop doing that. Great point. I mean, this is something that we can think about across the board. But um, I think that you have given our listeners something uh, really important to think about in terms of how they can look at their, their workday and maybe clean it up a little bit and cut important, not the important things that are really deliverables, but the little extras that maybe will give the employees back some time so that they, they get that important work-life balance. Right. And next time you're in a hotel and you see that the pool's closed and uh-huh. you just shrug your shoulder and like, <laughs> ah, whatever, I wasn't going to go in the green pool anyway. You know, I mean, think about the business application there. Absolutely. Okay, Phil, thanks so much. Thanks, Um, Leslie. This was uh, a fun time. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Weekly Short. And we will hear from you or you'll hear from us again next week. Have a great week.